Hey guys, happy Wednesday. Do you sometimes, or maybe a lot of the time, feel like it takes so long to create content for your blog? I know exactly how that feels. And today I'm going to be sharing my content strategy and blogging schedule and what I feel is the best layout for user experience when optimizing a blog post. So if you've wondered what the best page layout for a blog post is, you're going to find that out today. And I'm also going to be sharing my blog and content schedule and how I plan and market my content. And I'm covering how I prepare my content and how I outline my content and edit and revise it and how I edit it based on the SEO plugin improvements. So grab a pen and paper, your earbuds, and let's jump in. Welcome to the Simple Content Marketing for Mompreneurs podcast. Do you want to grow your online business using organic marketing without feeling intimidated or overwhelmed with SEO? Do you find yourself going down a rabbit hole on Google searching for things like what's SEO, SEO for dummies, or how to find the right keywords? I totally get it. <laughs> hey, I'm Katie, wife, blessed mom to two of the funniest kiddos, Jesus lover, tech nerd, and a content marketing coach. I struggled to grow my online business avoiding SEO and optimizing my content because I thought it was way too intimidating. I thought that you needed a team of marketing experts and had to be an SEO guru to be good at SEO. Until I learned that SEO and keyword strategy is not as complicated as it seems and optimizing content for effective marketing and organic growth only takes maybe an hour or two a week. So totally simple. So grab some pen and paper, reheat that coffee, and let's grow your business together with simple SEO keywords and content strategy, along with some Holy Spirit and scripture-based encouragement. Did you know that I have a free community of entrepreneurs who want to grow their visibility and website traffic using SEO and keywords, AKA organic marketing? In the group, we have daily prompts, Q&As and live trainings in the group to teach you how to optimize your content and website copywriting effectively. And we also have weekly accountability and support threads. And I'd love for you to join and be part of the community. And you can request to join at bit.ly slash content marketing mompreneur. With my first blog, I made the mistake of wanting to be everywhere on social media, even though I had no idea what I was doing. And I didn't know what to share or how to write like really valuable and opt optimized posts and wanted to start an email list all at the same time. And the thing is they were very ambitious goals, but I was putting my energy into things that weren't going to grow my business long-term. And obviously I recommend that if you can fit it into your schedule on top of creating content, start an email list and be consistent in emailing your list. This is a golden asset aside from creating content for your audience. If this isn't something that you can be consistent with at the moment, start it as soon as you can be. The first thing that you probably think of marketing your business is I got to do this big. I got to be everywhere to grow fast, but there's such a wrong perspective on growing an audience and growing a business but doing this is actually going to hinder your business growth. You can't realistically show up everywhere and do it well. That's 
the most stressful thing is thinking that you have to show up in all of these places and that could not be farther from the truth. The first thing that you have to show up for is your content. Whatever you are creating for your audience comes first because without that, you have nothing. And your content is what showcases your expertise. Your content's also is what builds trust with your audience besides showing up consistently. So picking one to two platforms where your audience is and show up there. If you can only handle showing up in one place besides your content, great, do it. Whatever fits into your schedule. And you aren't just showing up to these places. There, there's a strategy to posting. You aren't just showing up to post your most recent blog post or whatever content that you're sharing. You're also showing up to remind people and offer your services or your products and offer your opt-in or your email newsletter and offer value aside from the content that you're sharing and engaging with your audience to make sure that they know that you're human on the other side of that post. And that's why I often recommend starting a Facebook group if you're using social media, because it is your own audience inside of that group. You aren't nurturing a huge sea of people and people are in there because they want to learn from you and they are there willingly. I wanted at the beginning to post on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and any other platform that I could. And what's worse about it is I was creating posts daily. I wasn't planning ahead and scheduling my posts ahead of time. I also knew there was no way I would have enough time to plan posts ahead of time for every social media platform I wanted to use in a day. And it led to sheer frustration and burnout really quick because I had this idea that if I was everywhere, I would grow fast. And being everywhere will not make you grow any faster. Unrealistic goals is going to create inconsistency in showing up and not to mention frustration and burnout. You definitely don't want to experience frustration and getting discouraged in an excess amount of effort that you're putting into your business when you're not seeing fast progress. It's an unrealistic goal. And another mistake I see being made a lot is wanting to promote other people thinking that it's going to get you noticed. It's true. You do want to promote others and share others' content, but not at the expense of your content continuing to be invisible to your audience. If it's not going to help your business grow or it's taking away from your time marketing your business, it's not worth it. Your business growth still comes first. That is non-negotiable. It's different when someone reaches out to you and asks, Hey, how about you guest post on my blog and I'll share your post with my audience. But if you're just taking it upon yourself to share everyone else's content and not your own, you're not going to get growth out of it. So planning ahead is something that is a complete must to avoid the stress and last minute tasks, because for some reason, those last minute tasks always seem to take longer than they need to. So the tasks that I plan ahead for are keyword research, you know, title ideas, scheduling content. So that also means copywriting because you show up to nurture and guide your audience or mini teach is what I call it. 
and then graphics. So honestly, truly, if there's one thing that hogs time for me, it's creating graphics. Get it done and out of the way as soon as you can, regardless of whatever graphic that you're creating. So really work on creating a consistent schedule that works for you. And this is the number one factor in growing your online business. You have to show up at the same time in the same place for your audience. I was publishing two blog posts a week at one point, but I really quickly realized that this is not a realistic schedule that I can keep showing up for. So I went down to publishing one blog post a week. And right now that's comfortable for me and it's what I can do at this time. So being consistent doesn't mean having this crazy schedule where you constantly feel chained to your computer. Consistency means creating a schedule that works within the time frame that you have so you can keep showing up consistently for your audience. So I don't create new copy on top of new copy to post stuff on social media. Whatever blurb or short kind of copywriting I already have between my podcast episodes and my descriptions, those are what I use and I don't waste any extra time reinventing. So here are five things I do to get my content ready to go into my site and to market. So number one is have your keywords researched. I usually research keywords ahead of time so I don't have to research keywords prior to writing my content. If I don't have keywords that fit the content that I'm writing, I will research the keywords I need for that content. So this is part of planning ahead. I usually pick a day out of the month to just search up keywords. If I have to do it before I create my outline, I will, but I try to avoid doing this. Then I also plan my titles ahead of time. And of course, they aren't specific titles. It's just an idea for future content. And I also pick a day out of the month to create titles for the category topics I talk about. Sometimes I create 10 at a time, and other times I create only five. And as long as I stay a month out and I have an idea of what I'm going to be writing about, I don't feel so pressured for time to come up with content and keywords and titles all at the last minute. And after I have a title for that current blog post I'm working on, I create the URL because then I know what keywords I'm using for that content. Number two is writing my content outline. So my content writing days are Fridays. With the keywords in mind, as I'm writing my outline, I try to fit them into sentences and subheadings where I can naturally. And I usually start writing out the training steps first. So the outcome, and this is usually the easiest part for me to write first and doing it this way will take me less time to create the content. So I write my content outline on Friday. And after I write it all out, I add the subheadings where they go. And then on Monday, I kind of reread and go over the content and see if I need to add the keyword in other areas of the content. Number three is I add the subheadings. The reason why I add the subheadings last is so I can make sure that the subheading is relatable to the paragraph. And you should add subheadings between every three paragraphs. If you might have an idea as you write where the subheadings should go, then you can just put a text in bold in that spot. And then when you're done, you can go back and add your subheading there. 
Number four is edit, revise, and upload. So if you aren't using the Grammarly extension for Chrome, it is the best way to edit posts for grammar. And then I upload my post to my website and check for SEO mistakes and make corrections where I need to. So I mentioned earlier, I edit and copy the content to my site on Mondays. Just a side note, not every single area under the SEO plugin has to be in green in order to rank on Google. It's good to have an SEO plugin because it helps you write better content, but just because everything checks out green doesn't mean that your content is good enough to rank. An SEO plugin is a guide and it should be viewed that way. It doesn't necessarily guarantee a spot on the first or second page of Google. So things that I really focus on to improve for SEO in the content are my sub, the subheading distribution, the consecutive sentences, paragraph length and skimmability, and making sure the keyword is throughout the text and the subheadings. And if it marks the keyword not being used enough, I'll try to add it to a couple more places throughout the text or even in the subheadings where it makes sense to see if I can make Yoast Happy, which is the plugin that I use. You always want to make sure that your keyword or phrase is in the title the exact way that it is researched. And it's not necessary to pay for an SEO plugin if you don't want to or you're not able to. The free, any kind of SEO free plugin works perfectly fine. And after I revise my post and I make changes to it, I start linking to other similar pieces of content on my blog. I just open another tab and start going through my, my archives to see which fits best for that content. But I make sure to space them out within that content. You don't need to overcrowd every paragraph with links to other pieces of similar content. You only really need about one link in every paragraph. If you don't have a lot of content to begin with, obviously you're not going to if you're just starting out, that's fine. Just as soon as you do have similar content, go back and add those links to that content. Don't forget about updating the older content because it's always good to make changes and update older content to keep it relevant and up to date. And number five is I create graphics for the post. So on Tuesdays, I create graphics. And this means pin graphics because you obviously want a way for someone to share your content if they like it. But it's always good to add images between text and subheadings just to kind of break up the text a little bit. So what I do is I have created an abundance of pre-made branded templates that I use. All I do, all I have to do is log into Canva, switch the title and insert a different picture and maybe change the color of the background and they're ready to go. The amount of graphics that you wanna to add to your post is up to you, but there's really no required limit of images. I'll just say not to bombard your post with too many of them. Basically what I'm doing with these tasks is I'm batching. So if I can sit and focus on creating several things in one day, that frees up so much more time in my week to work on other important things and to make time for my clients and coaching. So what it all boils down to is a schedule and workflow that you can comfortably show up for consistently without burning yourself out. 
And it also helps and saves so much time to have pre-made templates handy. And it's this isn't just graphic templates. It's any sort of templates that will make the process a lot smoother. And don't forget to plan ahead. Whatever you can with any tasks that you can plan ahead with, do it. All of those small tasks that take extra time, like keyword research and creating graphics and a content calendar. So that is it for today's episode, friends. And I will meet you right back here next week. Friend, I hope you were inspired by today's episode and can apply these simple, tangible tips to your content strategy. If it did, can you do me a favor and share this episode with a friend that might also want to take advantage of SEO and organic marketing? It would also bless this podcast if you took a minute to leave a review over an Apple Podcasts. It lights me up to know if this podcast is helping you and also helps more like-minded mompreneurs who want to grow their business organically. Find this podcast too. If you haven't yet, you should join my Facebook community where we support encourage and hang out. You can find the link below in the show notes for more free content and coaching. You can find that on my website, the content marketing mompreneur talk next time.